Let's take a few minutes here and talk about really how to get rid of old batteries, bubble wrap, light bulbs, and other household clutter that just really shouldn't go in the trash, but what do you do with it? We all know what to do with clothing, dishes, canned goods, or books that we no longer need. We pack them up, donate them to a local thrift store, or maybe to a food pantry. It's the perfect end to a satisfying afternoon of decluttering part of your house. But many of the common clutter culprits in our homes are really collections of such items as dead batteries or spent light bulbs, worn out running shoes, in my case outdated eyeglasses and old bubble wrap. And what should you do with the remnants of your pandemic supply stockpile you had? You no longer need a surplus of masks or latex gloves, I hope, but you don't want to toss them all in the trash. It all ends up in a box or a bag ready to be taken somewhere, but where do you take them? So here's some of my ideas on how to discard these items responsibly or, if you can, donate them so they can be used by someone else. The idea of such an ideal item would be batteries. Most people seem to understand that batteries are made with toxic materials and shouldn't be tossed in with household trash, but many are just unsure of how to dispose of them. Begin with old lithium batteries, often rechargeable and found in all kinds of electronic devices, cell phones, hearing aids, even watches, should really be placed between two pieces of tape just to ensure that they don't short out and catch fire. Batteries that are higher than 9 volts, such as those using a lot of power tools, really should also be taped. Just take tape and, and tape across the, uh, the exposed battery terminals. Just for your information, for instance, regular AAA, AA, C, and D cells are really not toxic and can be thrown away with your other trash, just the regular ones now, except in the state of California. But in my opinion, it's still safer to either recycle them or discard them with other hazardous waste because they may still have some charge left in them. Home Depot does accept used batteries in most of their stores, and Lowe's will accept rechargeable batteries, but not regular used batteries. And the nonprofit company called Call to Recycle also disposes of batteries. Just visit its website. It's call to the number two recycle.org, and you'll find uh, a drop off location near almost any, at least especially near the major cities across the country. The next one that comes up in my brain's light bulbs. Incandescent and halogen light bulbs can be thrown away in your household trash. They should not be placed, though, in a recycle bin because the wires inside make them unsuitable for standard glass recycling. Experts suggest wrapping both incandescent and halogen lamps in padding, such as newspaper, just kind of keep them from shattering in the trash. In general, LEDs are not considered hazardous waste and technically just be thrown in the trash, but because they do contain valuable metal components, it's actually preferable to recycle them. They cannot be recycled curbside in most cities, but many municipalities have big box stores like Lowe's and Home Depot that accept LEDs, especially after the holidays when people are looking to recycle decorative LED lights. But do be aware, compact fluorescent light bulbs, or CFLs as we call them, contain mercury and should not be put in your trash. Some hardware retailers accept CFLs for recycling, but not usually fluorescent tubes. 
a quick search of a website called Earth 911, capital E-A-R-T-H 911. Or you can also call if you have an office uh, for the EPA near you, can help you locate alternative disposals for those fluorescent tubes. So what do you do? Just what do you do with that extra bubble wrap you end up with? Well, the easiest and most responsible way to get rid of bubble wrap is give it to someone else who's going to pack something. I save probably more than I should. Uh, If you post on a neighborhood group, though, believe me, almost always there's someone willing to pick it up. Someone will probably be happy to retrieve it and just, just so they can reuse it. Shipping stores, UPS, and some of them may also accept donations if it's clean, which they can reuse for their packaging. Call to confirm that your local store accepts the donations and take it by the next time you run to town. But if you just happen to have little smaller pieces that aren't enough to be helpful to someone, you can really recycle them along with your regular plastic bags and other plastic film. The same place you go to put your plastic bags at the local grocery store, for instance. You can also go to, this is all legit, Plastic Film Recycling Website, all capital, well, beginning, capital P, F, R, and then it's a website, of course. And they'll give you names of places near you and almost, again, even smaller towns. But keep in mind that bubble wrap cannot be thrown in your regular recycling bin with hard plastics because it actually contaminates them. What do you do with old prescription glasses? That may seem a little individualized to work for someone else, but eye doctors and other medical professionals who provide free care to underserved populations often fit people with donated eyeglasses. I've actually done that in my life. One of my jobs in my life was to work for an ophthalmologist. The bigger companies like LensCrafters, Pearl Vision, Sam's Club, and Walmart all accept glasses donations. So does Goodwill. And the big one I worked with was the Lions Club all over the country. They have drop boxes at a lot of national chains, at local stores, even in some malls, there'll be Lions Club eyeglass drop-offs. Check the businesses for nonprofits' websites to see what type of glasses are accepted, such as used prescription glasses, non-prescription reading glasses, or new glasses in frames that you just never got around to using. So what about your old athletic shoes? Nobody even thinks about those. Shoes and kind of good condition, just take them to your local organization uh, that is like a thrift store or a recycle store. However, if your shoes are kind of really worn, they can also be recycled, believe it or not, into new shoes, playground surfaces, those rubbery ones your kids play on, running tracks, also made out of old shoes, and Nike has a Move to Zero program, and Columbia stores accept all brands of athletic shoes. But the one that is really the best at it is a company called ASICS, A-S-I-C-S, and they provide a link, a website, lowercase this time, ASICS.com, ASICS.com, where you can even print a label to return your old shoes and gear directly to them. Also, check with your local running store to see if they uh, collect old shoes for recycling. And there's a company called TerraCycle. They uh, sell a zero-waste box in three different sizes, which you can just fill up with your old beat-up shoes and return them for recycling for just a few bucks. The cost includes prepaid shipping and everything. The boxes are relatively large, making them perfect for getting rid of a lot of shoes at once. Whether they're from your family or even from a local running group, and you've collected dozens of them. 
And finally, one other thing to think about. What if you have pandemic supplies now that things are letting up a little bit? If you're hoping to clear out some of the unopened latex gloves, masks, hand sanitizers you stocked up during pandemic, call the local clinics. They probably need them. Hospitals, doctors, and dentist offices. And even organizations that help people who are experiencing homelessness to see whether they are accepting donations. You can also try schools or how about summer camps or even senior living communities. Now, personal, on an aside, not right here, but I will say, hold on to a few. We're not sure what's going on with this new variant and who else knows what's coming down the line. I'm going to hang on to a few myself. And finally, at the end here, while we're talking about recycling in general, I, I still, in all my years, can't believe that certain times of the year I go by people's homes in even really nice neighborhoods and they got 15 big black plastic bags full of leaves. I guess there is a limit, but I don't know of any. Invest, as a matter of fact, some of the companies that sell lawnmowers will offer you a free mulching blade or you can buy one of your mowers, buy the new mower with a mulching blade. Mulch those leaves up and put them back on the yard You won't even know they're there in a week. If you've got too many, throw them into the backs of your flower beds. Folks, you're just uh, throwing away good mulching material, even low-grade fertilizer when those leaves break down. Then you go turn around and buy some chemicals. And when the next time it rains, they end up down in the ditch that goes into the river where your kids may swim or you may fish. It's really, really an oversight. In some cities, you're actually have to pay extra to get them to take those mulch leaves in the bag because they turn around make them into mulch but it takes extra labor to do that so consider that why why are you taking good organic material from your property throwing it away and turning around and buying mulch and other materials it's just not good common sense and we can all do it what a big difference it would make eventually in our whole waterways in case you don't know the the chemistries you buy most of them unless you buy organic and i can explain that if you'd like to put on your lawn is water soluble and your grass gets a small percentage of it or your trees but it somewhere down the road ends up going into our waterways so it's a it's a lose-lose instead of a win-win Save your leaves. Spread them back out. If you don't want to do that, call around. There's a number of quote-unquote organic, natural gardeners. Be more than glad to take those leaves off your hands if you really don't think you need them on your property. And finally, for the last minute or so of this part of the show, I'm going to do something I should never do. I'm going to forecast the weather. (laughs) Not quite. But ever since we had the outrageous unbelievable cold weather right here where I live in central part of Texas. Unbelievable. Actually, almost unprecedented. I've actually started watching the La Nina, the El Nino uh, predictions. There's three or four, one out of Europe, one here in the United States, that that predict longer term for this, for instance, this coming summer weather. And we have improved the system dramatically over the last 20 years but it's still how do you it's still an educated guess I always have said you know a weatherman is the only man that can be wrong about his job every day and still keep it I've done that a few times both on radio and 
and on television. But it appears that this particular problem, especially in the Northwest, where heaven's not going away for a while, folks, I was looking for, hoping for a, a, a stronger monsoon season, and we may get a little bit of it in West Texas, the Arizona area, but it appears that I got really interested in Oregon because I spent several months there last year working, uh, and again, in a drought that's even worse now. So without going any further than that, I'm just telling you, the way things are right now, the way things have really predicted to be, including our wetter than normal weather right here in Central Texas where I am. So I hope we've finally learned how to do this. I don't know if I'll live long enough to see it. But I will tell you right now, we're sort of on uh, sort of a status quo for the next 30 or 60 days. Pretty much normal, if anything, a slightly cooler where we are, but certainly much hotter in the Northwest. And I, I promise I won't predict the weather anymore. Thanks for listening to Organic Matters.